welcome to the Healthcare IT Today interview series. We feel lucky to be able to talk to so many smart, passionate, and knowledgeable people in healthcare. Now, we're taking our favorite interviews and sharing them with you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy perspectives on the world of health IT. Hey everyone, I'm John Lynn, the founder and chief editor at Healthcare IT Today, and we're excited to bring you another series of our interviews with top leaders in health IT. And today's guest is Matt Haberman. He's chief technology officer at Eclara. Welcome, Matt. Oh, thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you here. And, and you know, before we dive into the topic, tell us a little bit about yourself and Eclara. Yeah, so uh, Clara is one of the leading um, outsourcing providers for revenue cycle management, and I lead technology at Clara. So I'm the T CTO there. Um, broadly speaking, I cover or oversee analytics, engineering, uh, application services, and um, core IT. Um, and then I guess my mission there is to build the next generation platform uh, to drive uh, yield and efficiency for our customers. I love it. That's a really interesting mission. And, and that's where I want to start. Like, why is finding these RCM automation opportunities really a game changer in healthcare right now? Yeah, I would say a couple different reasons. Uh, the first thing is uh, providers are increasingly under financial pr pressure, especially coming out of COVID. And um, historically, revenue cycle has been a pretty big line item on health system P&Ls. And um, I think there's a huge opportunity right now. There's a lot of technology out there that can uh, really help drive efficiency and help providers uh, with their financial performance. Interesting. So what are the revenue cycle use cases that, that can revolutionize healthcare through automation, you know, that automation can really make an impact? Yeah, I would say there's not one specific use case, okay. but broadly speaking, I think we're going into this era of sort of hyper productivity and there's a ton of tools out there that, um, that uh, we can leverage as technologists to help drive productivity. Uh, you know, things like large language models, whether that be chat GPT or other algorithms that may be able to um, sort or prioritize work in a systematic way. Um, I think those things can be a huge game changer. Um, you know, if we can get to a place where we're automating or, or rather making our staff more efficient by like, let's say 50%, that's gonna make a huge dent in, um, in the cost that we're paying for revenue cycle. Yeah, and we have to because we can't get enough people, so. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the challenge right now. We're still grappling with things like remote work and finding the right staff and inflation. Um, so all of those things have come together to create a perfect storm and it's really um, pressuring uh, providers and revenue cycle companies like Eclara to really um, you know, find ways to deploy automation to improve efficiency. Yeah, I mean, you know, at conferences in the industry, we're hearing all this talk of AI and automation and things. Yeah. But I think it's sometimes overwhelming. So where should a healthcare company that wants to embrace automations, where should they begin their journey? Because as you said, like it almost applies everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, it definitely applies everywhere. Um, you know, be, be, everyone's going to begin their journey in a different place, okay. right? And um, uh, I guess my advice and recommendation would be to start a backlog of you know what you think the automation opportunities are, um, and come up with a cross-functional team that's going to help seed that backlog. So, representation from technology, representation from operations, um, 
And as you develop that backlog, um, I, I would say you've got to start ranking stuff by value and effort. So value is what, what are you going to get out of this automation um, once it's in place? And then the effort is how much is it going to cost to deploy the automation, um, both in terms of people resources and hard costs. Um, and once you develop that backlog, then you, you're sort of like looking for the Goldilocks zone, right? Okay. Like these like are the that. things that are like, um, you know, high, high value, um, low effort, right? And those are the things that you're going to want to pick off first. Um, but I, I guess I would also, as you're looking at this sort of like portfolio of automation opportunities, um, think of automation, um, take a very expansive view of automation in terms of um, how, how you would define these opportunities. And um, I guess I would think about it across three different areas. The first area being sort of like digitally assistive technologies, right? Okay. These are things that um, just make our staff more efficient. Um, the next bucket I would look at is sort of like partially automated activities. There's a lot of processes out there that you can't fully automate today, but you can partially automate. Um, and maybe the user just has to approve it. Um, and then there's sort of like fully automated tasks, which, you know, everyone wants to get to, but there's a much, much smaller set of use cases in that bucket. Um, but things that the system can just do day in, day out on its own. Yeah, those are some great examples. And and it's interesting talking about the priority. You know, I like the Goldilocks approach, uh, finding the just right, you know, like right. approach and the highest value ones that are going to give the most value. But as you navigate this world of healthcare technology, how do you determine the right tools and technologies for RCM automation? I imagine you're doing that in your company and organizations are doing it as well. And talk about RPA within that too. Is it the answer to the automation needs or how do you see RPA fitting into all this? Yeah, you know, I think there's been a lot of buzz around RPA lately, but, um, you know, I, I think uh, people who are deploying this technology are also finding that um, there's challenges with scalability, there's challenging challenges with errors, there's challenges with, um, you know, websites or things that you're using RPA for changing and, and breaking the bots. So um, the cost and management of them is high. Um, you know, certainly RPA is going to be part of the solution, right? And, and some of your options there technology-wise are going to be limited by what EHR you're on, for example. Sure. Um, but, you know, our RPA is a necessary tool in the toolbox, but there's also so much more, right? And um, I guess I would recommend people who are interested in automation um, look internally to see what technology skills they already have. Um, so, you know, look to your analytics team, look to your engineering team, you know, whether it be SQL or Python or C Sharp. Yeah like start to leverage those skills internally and build from there and start to, you know, put, put in some automation lighthouse projects and um, use that those technologies and, and scale up from there. So how do you look at it? Like what makes a successful project when you work with someone, you know, Clara works with a lot of organizations on their RCM. How do you measure the impact of these automation projects and, and, and the outcomes, you know, what, what outcomes should a healthcare organization strive for? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I would say typically we're, we're trying to define our success uh, factors up front, right? Okay. When you build that sort of like backlog of all your automation projects, define the success factors at that time. So as you're building the project, you're measuring success too, and you're getting into a sort of rhythm of measuring um, and building these things out, and, and you'll get better at it over time. 
Um, but generally, uh, you know, when I look at an automation project, I'm, I'm looking at human replacement costs. That's like mm. my sort of like bottom line measures. Okay. You know, how much would it cost you to otherwise like do this work with a person, whether that be, the, you know, someone in-house or, or maybe it's through an offshore vendor. Um, in, in a lot of cases, not all automation opportunities are worth pursuing, right? And, and it might sure. be better to just um, get a person to do it. Um, but that's why we want to do the math up front to make sure that there's the right ROI there. Um, I would say looking at uh, looking at opportunities that are at least break even from an mm -hmm. ROI perspective and calculating out from a human replacement cost, you know, how many how many hours are you actually saving? And then again, calculating your, your upfront cost to put the automation in place. And um, if you can get to a break even, I think it's it's worth doing um, in consideration of all the staffing challenges that we're having. Um, and those automations are going to help you scale in the future. Well, I like it. You're taking a very practical approach to AI, not just chasing some shiny object, it sounds like. <laughs> sure. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, uh, where can people go to learn more about Eclara? Um, so you can go to our website at eclara.com or uh, you know, look uh, myself up or any of our other staff on LinkedIn or some other social media channels. Awesome. Well, Matt, I appreciate you taking time for sharing these insights and perspectives. Thanks everyone for watching and listening. If you want to find more great healthcare IT content like this, be sure to check it out at healthcareittoday.com or search for Healthcare IT Today on your favorite podcast applications. Thanks, Matt. Awesome. Thank you.